What is true repentance? Now, this was a hotly debated question of the Jewish rabbis. This is Thursday, June 15th. Why was it so hotly debated? Well, Scripture says that the Lord would never turn away a truly repentant person. No matter what we have done, how far we have taken things, if we come to God in true repentance, he will always receive us and save us. And this is a great comfort for us. We know that God wants to redeem. He's ready to forgive and restore. Now, we address this question about true repentance because today we want to process the epilogue of the story of Judas. Yes, he followed through with his plan to betray Jesus. He told the religious leaders where they could find Jesus on that Passover night. And the temple guards arrived armed and took Jesus into custody. The sign that Judas gave them was the one he would approach and kiss. Well, then they took Jesus to the courtyard of the high priest, where Jesus was led through a hasty trial and found guilty of blasphemy. It wasn't until Judas saw Jesus was condemned and would face crucifixion that something changed in him. Here's how the Gospel of Matthew explains what happened to Judas. This is Matthew 27, verse 1 to 5. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and elders of the people made their plans to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. As we hear what Judas did, we are left wondering if he came to repentance. We want to believe that as Jesus was handed over to be crucified, Judas had a change of heart. He realized he was wrong about Jesus, and he was sorry for what he did. But the scene tells us otherwise. How do we know? We are told he experienced remorse, but notice he tries to give the money back to the chief priests and elders. And when the leaders do not give him relief, he throws the money into the temple. In a sense, he thought somehow he could undo what he had done. He could make it right. But of course, he couldn't take it back then. It was too late. He couldn't make it right. True repentance involves an embracing of what we have done. It does not avoid the truth or even worry about the consequences. True repentance drives a person to desire to be right with God. It does not minimize the sin or pledge to fix things. When we do that, we're continuing to think we can save ourselves. Judas did not want blood on his hands. That's true. But there's no sign that he confessed his sin to God. There was no repentance. He tells the leaders, I have sinned, but his actions reveal that he's continuing to trust in himself. And the religious leaders couldn't help him. What was needed was true repentance to God. 
Finally, Judas took his own life. Of course, God's grace is great enough to cover such a sin. There's no sin too great for grace. But Judas executes himself precisely because he took it on himself. When we confess and turn toward God in repentance, the result is freedom from our sin, not a punishment for it, because our sin falls upon Christ. Here's Paul, the apostle, making a distinction between true and false repentance. He says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. That's 2 Corinthians 7, verse 9. Yes, Judas displays worldly sorrow, but not a true repentance. Now, I have found that we have to be careful when we think about repentance. We may think a real repentance takes place when we are sorry enough for our sin, but it's not an amount of sorrow. True repentance turns us away from ourselves and toward God, and this is why it leads to repentance rather than death. One of the best examples of this in Scripture comes from the book of Judges. When Israel sinned against the Lord by turning to worship Baal, the Lord confronted his people and they were cut to the heart. They didn't make any excuses. They didn't promise to make the situation right. Here's what we're told. They said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord and he could no longer bear Israel's misery. This is Judges chapter 10, verse 15 to 16. You see, they were not responding this way to the Lord to avoid the consequences. No, they told God to do with them as he pleased. They were ready to face whatever consequences there were for their unfaithfulness. They also turned away from the false gods they were worshiping. And this is what true repentance looks like. No excuses, no avoiding consequences, no promises, only a turning to the Lord. And what was the result? The Lord turned his face toward them and redeemed them. He sent them a deliverer. You see, salvation is easy. We do nothing to save ourselves. We only turn toward God to receive it. Let's pray. Faithful God, we find any way we can to save ourselves when you're so willing to rescue us. Help us to trust in you for life and for forgiveness. Teach us the way of repentance, for in the name of Jesus we pray, amen.